Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Thursday, August 5th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Well, hey there, John. Hello. So today in the news, we've got uh, Ohio. Ohio's. Um, O-I-O. Actually, is Ohio? Is that? I, it's funny. I was saying it like it was a Native American name. Is it a Native American name? Yeah, it is. That's um, funny because I was thinking Ohio. It's kind of sounded it. Yeah, it does. We, we, as you know from being from Illinois, right? Um, and, and, although, yeah, I mean the this Illini. region. Yeah. Yes, this region in general, there are a lot of uh, Native American names attached yeah. to many things. Actually, Ohio. It very much sounds like the. You can imagine saying the Ohio. Like it probably is. Um, anyway, interesting. Um, We're going to talk about the special congressional election in Ohio that happened and what it means. Um, We're going to have a big discussion on Fox News going full authoritarian, even more so. And then we'll uh, end with another COVID discussion because there's just always breaking news on COVID. There's more news. Um, But let's start with Ohio Cliff. So I will set it up because you're our election guy. Um, I'm also your Ohio guy. You're our Ohio guy, too. This is true. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm really so, both things here. And, so, and, and Nina closed yeah. her, I'll say, to, for the triumvirate. Oh, I know. Nina Turner closed with anti-Semitism. So I'm your Jew guy, too. You're our Jew guy, too. So Ohio had a special congressional election because, as Cliff explained last podcast, uh, Marsha Fudge was the local uh, House of Representatives rep there. She was appointed by Biden, pretty sure, to Housing Urban Development it, Secretary. It, it is HUD, yes. It is HUD. Okay, so uh, they needed to replace the seat. They had a special election for the Democratic primary and the Republican primary. So these were primary elections yesterday to pick who's going to run against each other. And it was Nina Turner, um, Bernie Sanders' protege, also formerly Hillary Clinton protege, and current corporate lobbyist uh, versus uh, Chantel Brown. Brown. There you go. Uh, Brown. Um, and I don't know what one wants to call her, but she's not the Bernie wing. She's more mainstream. They keep saying, esta- I hate the word establishment. Democrat. Uh, I, just, well, it's just, it, it usually has no meaning and it's stupid. And I'll explain why that Nina Turner yeah. was actually the establishment candidate. Yeah. But, and somebody wrote a great piece. I can't think who, but, 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 Chantel, but let's just won. say Chantel Brown yeah. is liberal. She's okay, a fair, mainstream fair right. liberal Democrat who believes in doing things and not just talking. Right. So she wins by, uh, was it five, five point and a seven, half? Five point five point seven. Yeah, six five point seven points. And you're going to tell us now: A was is that a large margin of victory, and what does this all mean? And then, then I'll chime in on what it means too. I'll start off and just pat myself a little bit in the back because I predicted that Chantel would win. I thought it would be closer though. Well, you said she <laughs> was starting to surge towards the end, right? She was. Well, it it, it so that that so that I don't sort of jump all over the place. Yeah. You know, to make why she surged, let's start at the beginning. I mean. I think everybody who listens to this show certainly knows who Nina Turner is. She she was once a mainstream Democrat who even joined with Governor Kasich, a Republican, when she was on the city council in, in Cleveland to embrace education reform and fight the teachers unions, right? Not some leftist that right. she now portrays herself as. And I can right. make, give many other examples. I met her personally. I won't go into all that. I'll just say that's who she was. She was ready for Hillary as in the early folks who were lining up to because she always would get herself out there and get the most right. press she could in any situation. Um, and something happened along the way where, you know, there's different talk where Hillary didn't give her a prime speaking or say her name or introduce her somewhere, whatever. She looked around and saw that there were no African-American women, you know, who were, Bernie had a, had a black voter problem. 
And she yeah. embraced it. And but she embraced it full throat. She she lacks character. So it means when she embraces something, there's no other side that has any legitimacy. And we know plenty of these characters right. in politics. Um, and so everybody was a corporate Democrat. Everybody was a sellout, but her. You know, Bernie in the end lost. I think he, some of the reason that Bernie lost, particularly in, in 2020, uh, but both times is because of the vitriol coming from the Sirota, Turner. I mean, those, the folks were so nasty. They turned off a lot of people that maybe would have embraced him. So, OK, then she goes and she joins Mercury Public Affairs, which is, I mean, you know, clients, Erdogan, Cutter. China, right. you know, very anti-corporate of her. Israeli yeah. spy firms that spy on Pfizer, Pfizer, Tesla, yep. Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's, you know, the, the government of China, because they're very open-minded and liberal. And so, I, I mean, and this is who she's always been. She'll be whatever her gets her ambition and money. And so in the end, she, Chantel Brown ran. Chantel Brown was kind of Marsha Fudge's protege. Not surprisingly, Marsha Fudge, uh, Marsha Fudge's mom cut a commercial for Chantel Brown. Marsha Fudge couldn't because she's in government and doesn't want to step over that line. Um, but I, I'd say the key moment, you know, people were starting to learn that that Tina, that Tina Turner, God, that Nina Turner had, I do that, it's so hard not to do. That's funny. She's simply not the best. Okay, sorry. Um, at, at some point that that uh, Nina Turner had done, you know, refused to vote for Hillary, wouldn't even say when she was on with Mehdi Hassan, would not even, would, would just said, everybody's vote is their personal business, would not even tell people that she voted, whether she voted for Hillary or not, clearly she didn't. Um, she, you know, she attacked Biden a, a lot. And then the, the comment that people in the district say they're, say, stuck that Chantel mm -hmm. Brown was running with and independent groups was because who does this unless you're classless mm -hmm. and you are the type of person she is, mm -hmm. when she said that, you know, the difference between Biden and Trump was Trump was like eating a oh. whole bowl of shit and Biden was like only eating half a bowl of shit. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there could be anything you could say, like literally this, you're referring to the president the, of the United this States was during the election. Yeah. Mind you, this was right. This was before right. the election. Correct. So she was so trying, trying to, to dissuade him. From, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he gets elected. And now you're trying to run in a Democratic primary where you're where you're trying to go back to your roots from 20 years ago and, and pretend that you're some mainstream Democrat after yeah. all you've said and done. Um, and she gave up on that in the end because her numbers are tanking. And she was she was like, OK, I just need all the all the leftists to turn out. And she had AOC and Bernie and everybody come in for her. Yeah. Um, but but like you, the, the visual there is easy, right? I mean, you compared the Democratic president of the United States to eating shit, a bowl of shit. And right. the Chantel people and all of them ran with it. So that's one thing is what she did in the past destroyed her. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. Who doesn't love hanging out in loungewear, Cliff? 
what is loungewear? I don't even know loungewear. We're, we're about to find out. Loungewear yeah, used me. to be, oh, here we go. Loungewear used to be code for hideously ugly sweats. Oh, there you go. Even your pets have been judging you. Well, mine's judging me because she wants to eat. Uh, that's a thing of the past with Cozy Earth. The people known for creating luxuriously soft, cool sheets made from viscous, viscous, viscous? Viscous. From bamboo, viscous, I don't know, from bamboo, V-I-S-C-O-S-E, from bamboo, have done it again. They've taken loungewear to another level with their comfy, super soft selections in gorgeous styles and colors. From wonderful pajama sets, leggings, and tees, every item is sourced from earth-friendly viscous, viscous, from bamboo for enhanced breathability and temperature regulation. You'll find something you can't lounge without at Cozy Earth. See why Oprah, oh, there you go, why Oprah described Cozy Earth's pajamas as the softest ever in O Magazine. Okay, now that's a that's a pretty good... You kind of bury the lead on that one, folks. <laughs> Best of all, go to CozyEarth.com now. Enter promo code Stephanie35, Stephanie35, and save 35% on their loungewear and bedding. That's CozyEarth.com, promo code Stephanie35, CozyEarth.com. There you go. Again, she had this this uh, rapper, Killer Mike, come on. If you know who he is, he was a big Bernie advocate. He got in a lot of trouble because he's yeah, he thinks everybody should own a, yeah. he th- well he thinks everybody should own a gun. You know, good liberal Democrat. He's another radical nut, right? Just like he's a part of that radical fringe wing who are not liberal and aren't Democrats and, and you know, and I don't know what they have any say in anything our party does. Um and so in what you could just say is just about the dumbest move in the world. And by the way, this was sponsored by the Young Turks. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to rub it in. <laughs> but they sponsor it, this this forum. Killer Mike's there, Nina Turner. Killer Mike says, comes out and calls uh, um, Congressman Clyburn stupid. Actually, oh, it was did fucking – Oh, yeah. This is, he said he's fucking stupid for endorsing right. Biden and getting nothing right. in return. And she nodded her head and agreed with him. Right. And that was that. Clyburn said he was he had no plans to get involved in this race. Right. <laughs> but – well, he's like, when she said that, it reminded him how divisive she is. He took it personally. And he's like, I don't want somebody like he's, you know, remember, he's third in, in line in Congress. You know, he's, he's right. I think he's the third or is he second? Is he the whip? I forget. He's, he's high up in the leadership. Yeah. But he's yeah, in yeah. leadership. And he's like, I don't want this person as part of my, I mean, yeah. because rightfully so. He takes a look at her. She's a nasty, toxic, divisive person. All she knows are attacks and whatever. And so he, he not only endorsed Chantel Brown, he came in and he cut an ad for her. Yeah. You know, and, and all of that led to what was originally based on totally on name recognition, a 35 point lead for Nina Turner at the end. The final poll that the that the people that the uh, Chantel Brown people took, they had right. in, like going into the election two days before they had a three point lead. Uh, it sounds like it was, it was pretty accurate. And Turner wouldn't share her numbers, which told you everything you needed to know. Yeah. Um, and the early votes, which that surprised me, a little bit, early votes broke massively in favor of Chantel Brown. So they banked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it shouldn't surprise me because a bunch of members of the clergy up there came out and said, you know, in, in their role outside of the church, they do it in the church, they did it separately. So they supported Chantel Brown. She'd stayed in the community. Remember, what's her name? The intern moved to Maryland, didn't even have a place in Cleveland anymore. You know, it was a lobbyist for Mercury, you know, and, and they knew and they trusted Chantel Brown. And I think that just, especially in, in the black community, right. crushes you. And, 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 um, and maybe that's the souls to the polls, some of that stuff where they got their voters banked early. But the other side of the equation is, like some other members of the squad, I would say Ilan Omar, Nina Turner has outright said some things that if they're not borderline anti-Semitic or straight out anti-Semitic, when people have referred to, you know, oh, that group for Israel that came in and ran money against you. Hmm. You know, I mean, again, Israel 
you know, that muddies the issue a little bit, but she made sure to talk about the dirty, corrupt money coming in yeah. and all these evil kinds of money, things that, evil money, evil money, right? Which, yeah. which again, she had all sorts of money coming in from outside. She had partners at fucking Mercury, the people that worked with Paul Manafort, who were who had given money to her campaign. She broke her pledge can I, can within like a week too? of joining. Can I yeah. say real quick too? She raised because I was looking at this yesterday. Nina raised more money than Chantel did for starters. Did. So more money was yeah. so more money in politics. Secondly, Nina was raising money nationwide. So yeah. she was getting people from outside the district, which we all do, but it's still considered but kind of a no-no. If you're if you're pretending or if you're portending, if you're trying to claim that, you know, we're pure, we don't have outside influences, I'm the real deal locally. It's difficult to raise money from people across the country and claim that, even though as Democrats, we love to support local races, right, nationally, but it, but it makes it harder for them to say, I'm not being helped by outsiders. That was my whole point, which is yeah. not that, oh, you can't raise money from outside, you know, yeah. from outside, you can't do any of this stuff. It's what she represents in that she, yeah. she reminds me she's no different in this way than Ted Cruz or any of these Republicans. Nothing she says means anything. She's a complete fucking hypocrite. What she yeah. says one minute and what she does the next minute. Oh, I won't take any money from lobbyists. I swear to God, within a week of saying that, it, yeah. she had taken money from Mercury Partners at her firm, her fucking firm that works for all the worst tyrants right. in the goddamn world. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's just such a hypocrite, you know, and, and <clears> the same <throat> thing happened here. Oh, you know, she's the one supported by all the dirty money. And you start looking like, no. You know, you have a lot of outside money coming in. All these Bernie folks are giving you money. You're the one bringing in the outside people, you know, to to st stump for you, the AOCs and the whatever. So just shut up. Like, she's just such a fraud, you know, and she always has been. And she got exactly what she deserved this time because people in that district knew, you know, and there's a big Jewish community in Shaker Heights, which is a suburb of Cleveland. And clearly that, yeah. the statements yeah. she's made along the way, you know, where she's connected Israel to Jews, you know, and stuff like that. And in, 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 in ways that, that make it like it's, uh, I'm doing something wrong right. by whatever happens in Israel and whatever. I mean, she's done these things a number of times and made it very clear who she's talking about. Right. So yeah, shock, you know, and, and also the, the, the district is largely black and Jewish. I guess there are two of the, the core democratic constituencies that actually really like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Joe right. Biden, all the people she's right. insulted. Well, so and can we, story of the race. can we, uh, let's just, uh, and then we'll move on to the Fox stuff. But I think one thing that's interesting with that too, is uh, something I've been saying for a while, which is, you know, the, the far left, the social stuff, whatever the hell you want to call them. I refuse to use the word progressive because we're progressives and they, as that wing of the party will do, they politically appropriated the phrase. And it happens yes. with a lot of things. They've done it with the LGBT movement. They've done it with uh, with with the phrase progressive. They've uh, taken over other movements. I mean, God, we had the immigration movement take over the LGBT movement for a while. I mean, basically, other movements come in and they just try to take you over and say, oh, you're this. Um, and they did it anyway. They, they did it with 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 the progressives, the progressives, the far left has been trying to do it. And what they're finding is black voters, Latinos, too, but black voters really don't like the socialist thing. And yes. more generally, they don't like the far, forget socialism, they don't like the far left thing. They're more conservative. They're more conservative on crime. They're more conservative, as as we've said, 
with what happened with Governor Northam in Virginia with the blackface. Yep. It was 60 percent in the polls of black voters wanted him to stay in the state. And he did stay. He did not. Really, yep. It was all the white people. Um, I brought up AOC before. Not and, all and the white people, just white leftists. The rest white of us leftists, got the message. White leftists, right. But I brought up the issue with AOC killing uh, Amazon moving into yep. into New York City. And the majority and of black voters in New York City wanted those jobs. It yes. was actually in her district. Blacks were around 70 percent supporting Amazon coming in. Latinos were 80 percent supporting Amazon coming in. Those numbers, especially 80, 80 percent is an insane poll number. And she was opposing it. This this movement overall. And this is a problem that goes back to the Soviet Union. And don't everybody go, oh, my God, you're comparing it to the Soviets. No, I'm not. I'm talking about the origins of of this sort of branch of of lefties the more socialist there has always been a version a wing of the socialists that that skewed sort of hard left and they adopted similar to the the soviet idea which was civil rights don't matter everything's about economic rights but it's really to the expense of civil rights so it's okay so for example the soviet union or cuba it was okay that they oppressed human rights because they were giving everybody medicare uh, medicine for all right it's it's, it's the brown red alliance it's when, oh, I don't it's know. When, I don't, I'm not familiar and, with that. Yeah, the brown red, and that's what that's what all these David Sirota types and and Glenn Greenwalds, you know, when right. Glenn came out and said Tucker Carlson brown really. Shirt, to me, you mean is, with is, the Reds, is, or what do you mean? Yes, yeah. When yeah, when Tucker Carlson came out and said, well, I think you know, or when Glenn Greenwald said, I think Tucker Carlson's a socialist because look what he's he attacks elites at Amazon. Yeah, wait, yes, he said that. Up. Yes, he said that. You know, like you're such a fucking clown. I mean, basically, yeah. what it comes down to is yeah. is they don't care about rights of, of minority groups, yeah. individuals, whatever, whatever. As long as economically, as you just point out, you can be the most oppressive government in the world. So it's the Nazis joining with the, with the fucking yeah. Stalinists to attack everybody else as the establishment. Yeah. Right. And and I, I, do, I do want to make one last point, and I'll make it in thirty seconds because we've got a lot to go over. But yeah. the key, the, what was so important about this to me is it is it proved. The Democratic Party has not yet, at least, been taken over by performance over policy. Okay, I love entertainment. I love watching Ozark and I love watching Yellowstone. I don't want that to be my government. And what that's what we have now: Donald Trump, a reality star; Mike Pence, a talk radio host; you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, somebody who built like a a huge YouTube following by being a conspiracy nut and going and and showing up places to harass the the. The, the the people who are at shootings at high schools like Sandy Hook, like right. this is what on the right instead of doing anything that resembles policy, it's all about performance. It's all about the the whole thing is performance. And on the right. left, you know, like here's Chantel Brown, stayed in the district, worked her way up, built allies, did what she needed to do. That's the way you're supposed to get elected, and that's how you have people who join government who actually believe in governing. Right. Whereas Nina Turner is just a fucking performer. She doesn't give a goddamn about anything. She's no better in that way. Than, and the Republican Party has been taken over by its bullshit performance wing. Yep. Who, you know, Eric Swalwell said, you'll see Ted Cruz hmm. and you'll see some of these people off camera and they'll and they'll be like, he'll act like his best friends and then attack him on Twitter that night and whatever, because it's all a performance. They don't care about anything. Right. And I mean, again, I love entertainment. That's when politics becomes entertainment and we've been in that process for 30 years, right. it's then, then we're fucked. So to me, at least, this was an example of, of thank God, of, of pulling back and saying, you know what, we're not allowing celebrity to overcome the person who worked hard and, and is part of the party and belongs there. Right. Um, and so, you know, we will hope those trends continue, at least in the Democratic Party, because they're certainly not in the Republican Party. Right. OK, let's move on to Fox News. So the, the reason I wanted to talk about Fox today is uh, Speaking of entertainment is politics. Yeah. <laughs> There's your yeah. segue. 
Exactly. Um, Fox News, Tucker Carlson is in Hungary this week. He's been hobnobbing with the authoritarian dictator wannabe Viktor Orban. Um, he, much worse than that, and by the way, it's complicated, but basically Orban came in, and by the way, I read this yesterday, Cliff, guess who helped Orban get elected and reelected? Uh, Finkelstein. Finkelstein. Who's this yeah, that, that, gay I mean, Republican? Gay Jewish Republican from New York who's been – I don't know how he's not dead yet. Is he dead? Uh, he that's maybe a good by question. now. I don't, I don't know. Even, I mean in his The damage – again, is, when we yeah. talk about these folks, Roy Cohn, Roger Stone – you know, I wasn't trying to make a uh, – we didn't start the fire around there, by the way. But when we talk about yeah, these yeah. folks through U.S. history who have appeared – who just seem to reappear everywhere – where there is yeah. destruction of our politics, more people should know Finkelstein's name. He was the original yeah. guy who came up with the Black Hands commercial for Jesse Helms in yeah. the 80s to, to, to attack Harvey Gantt, who was the mayor, I believe, of Charlotte, who was running, who would have been the yeah. first African-American elected from North Carolina since Reconstruction ended. And, yeah. you know, and they, they used all, you know, like, these, the, you, wanted to, you worked hard for that paycheck, but they're giving it to them and shows a picture of a bunch of a black family. Like, Right. That that's who Finkelstein is. He's yep. uh, why is it all these gay Jews? Roy Cohn, mm-hmm. Finkelstein. Somebody needs to do an analysis of Roger Stone. Certainly likes dressing the part. I don't know what the reality is. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. But yeah, I don't know. About like in any case, maybe it's the self-loathing that leads them to embrace the far right. I don't really know. All I know is, and you and I can both say that because it's gay and Jewish. Um, Exactly. So, (laughs) but but in any case, Finkelstein is the one who helped. And Orban, people just need to understand, and then we'll get to Tucker Carlson. Like, Hmm. is it technically a fascist government? No, but in the age of modern media where it's hard for, where appearances matter because images of what you're doing in your country get out to the world and everything, they've created the illiberal democracy, which is everything looks like it's working. The fact that Putin only got 77% in the last election. My guess is that's legitimate. They let 23% vote against it because right. they don't want, you know, this is not Saddam Hussein 98%, you know, election. What they want is the appearance of, we didn't do anything, but when Orban got in, I think it was 2010, he started immediately uh, hmm. politicizing the courts. He, he made friends with the big media uh, owners and other ones. He, he used law to shut them down. <clears throat> he did all the things you do. So there's elections and there's people who are, who are, good liberal people who are elected to the parliament in Hungary every election, there's never enough of them to get a thing done. Yeah. This is what the Republicans want to create in this country. Exactly that model where, yeah, we'll still elect some Democrats and Democratic <laughs> states can still elect Democratic governors right. and whatever, but we'll never be able to so control Congress and the presidency. Yeah. So Take let's that to Tucker so, and from there. Exactly. So to get into it, so what the concern is that not only is uh, Tucker's been there all week, He's been doing a different broadcast each day, talking about the wonders of what Orban has done there. Uh, he went to the border. I forget what border with whom. I went to the border and talked about, look at how efficient it is. Look at how great it is. It's not porous. Of course, it's sort of like Nazi Germany, you know, you can, or the Soviet Union. It's, it's easy to create yeah. borders when you just if, kill people. If you shoot everybody, <laughs> yeah. puts their head up at the border, it's yes. amazing how you can control Authoritarians, uh, dictatorships are very good at enforcing their borders. It's, yes, they right. are. It's like the old thing that the, that the trains run on time. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if, yeah. the, if the train's late, you shoot the conductor, shoot the so conductor. he's on time. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, so he, especially on the border stuff uh, yesterday, I think it was, he talked about how, look at this, I was, embar- quote unquote, I was embarrassed to be an American, looking at how good their border was compared to ours. We should, and he said, we should bring this back to our country. What is going on that's really scary? It's not just Tucker sucking up to right-wingers because he likes right-wingers and dictators, not right-wingers, dictators. It is Tucker. 
uh, inculcating his audience, teaching his audience, accustoming his audience to the idea that autocracy, that uh, you know, uh, democracy, watered down democracy, is actually more efficient and more effective. Right. Yes. That's what he's doing. He's he watered that, down illiberal democracy. Illiberal democracy. It, it basically yeah. means you don't you have a democracy in appearance. Yeah, that's what you have. Yeah, and so that it he's. Means, it's wait, Go but it, it's part of the. It is part of the long-term plan. This goes into the insurrection. I mean, frankly, even the, goes into oh, COVID. the vote suppression completely. Voter suppression. Because right, it's, you still you'll still yeah. get thirty-five, forty percent, <laughs> maybe even forty-five percent voting for Democrats in Georgia or Texas. What they want to make it is, and they, they that's by design. They don't want it to be ninety ten. Because then there then there would be a revolution. They want it to be enough so people believe they can actually overcome it. But yeah. they've set it up so that anytime we get close, they'll throw out enough votes, suppress enough votes or whatever. Yeah. So you're always just yeah. lose. You've been listening to a free excerpt of the Unprecedented Podcast. To hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media, please go to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode.